Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, 98.5 in San Las Vegas and AM 760 in Hawaii, presented by the Sporting Tribune. Today we just have Brandon Deutsch here and Armand Tondravi, Armani Buckets, the basketball savant himself. Beautiful day here. Armani, how are we doing? Well, that was a very nice introduction, Brandon. Um, I appreciate that. The real question is, and I do not mean to rub salt in the wound. You guys won the game, but how do you feel right now? Jimmy G with the unfortunate injury, your Niners. How are you feeling, Brandon? Yeah, I was a little heartbroken yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I almost cried because I really thought the 49ers would win the Super Bowl this season if Jimmy Garoppolo had stayed healthy. I mean, they won against a dominant Dolphins team that was undefeated, went to a was starting at quarterback with Brock Purdy, their third string, who has, he has got, he's got that it factor. You can see it in his eyes. I told my dad the first time he came out there, I'm like, that guy's a winner. You can see it in his eyes. He's got that dog in him. That's what Nick Bosa said. I know we throw around that term and it's kind of, you know, used frivolously, but it's true. He looks like a guy that was prepared for the situation. Nothing phases him. That's important. Now, can they win the Super Bowl? They have the defense and the weapons too. But it'd be unprecedented. We've never seen a rookie quarterback picked last in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, go and win a Super Bowl in year one. And I know it wouldn't be because of him that they win the Super Bowl. It'd be because of their dominant defense and the weapons they have. But at the same time, that would be the greatest story in football in years, in my opinion, if you could win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback who was picked last. It would just be a great story. But it's been so hard for the Niners Trey Lance, season-ending injury. Jimmy Garoppolo, who, you know, my admiration for him and just him being a pure winner and bringing up the team. It's very sad, but everyone's saying that their Super Bowl dreams are up. I like that they're doubting us now because then the Eagles and Cowboys are going to get a taste of their medicine in the playoffs. Yeah, so as it currently stands, Brandon, you guys are in third place. And if you guys maintain the division... It looks as if you guys would play the Giants, Seattle, or the Commanders in round one. And you got to be feeling confident about any of those matchups, right? As long as Brock Purdy doesn't intercept the football, they win that first game, most likely. I mean, those teams are not... I mean, we play the Commanders in a couple of weeks on Christmas Eve. That'll be an indication of maybe, okay, maybe that's a play. The Giants, they don't scare me. I know G.A. was... Talking great. I mean, it's just great if the Giants even get into the playoffs. Let's be real. I mean, they're not beating the 49ers with their third string. I mean, they could. It's anything's possible in the NFL. But I think what the biggest challenge for the 49ers can they go on a deep run like last year? This time they'll be in the wild card matchup. They'll probably host a home game, assuming they can go into Seattle and beat them. 
again, remember, Seattle's only a game back, and they have a Thursday night game with a rookie quarterback on a short turnaround after next week. So they play Tampa, and then they go to Seattle in Seattle, which is a place that Kyle Shanahan never wins, by the way. He's going to have a rookie QB. So Seattle could very well win the division, and the Niners could be a wild card. At the same time, I'm feeling good about the wild card round if they maintain that third seed. They'll have a home game. Again, the Niners, it doesn't matter if they're home or away in the playoffs. They find ways to win. I'm more concerned when you go play. I'm not even concerned about the Vikings, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm more concerned about just the Eagles and the Cowboys, mostly the Eagles. I still believe, and maybe I'd be completely wrong, I still believe it would be uh, an incredible disappointment if the 49ers do not get to at least the NFC Championship game. I really think they should still get there, even with Brock Purdy. I mean, we saw it yesterday. Brock Purdy and the 49ers, 33-17 to against the team we were calling a top-five team in football. Niners have won five straight games. Their defense is by far the best in the league. Jimmy Garoppolo literally won a playoff game last year in Green Bay, like 133 yards in one touchdown. You're telling me Brock Purdy can't do that? I know he's a rookie and it's going to be tough to read defenses, but with all the weapons, there's no better team equipped to win a Super Bowl with Mr. Irrelevant than the 49ers. Will it, is it tougher now? Yes, but it, it, I, I would really be, I, I'd really just go against what people are saying. Oh, they're finished because they don't have Jimmy G. They're not finished. They're still the best, best roster in the NFL, in my opinion, you know? Um, we talked a lot about Brock Purdy, but Brandon, what about the Baker Mayfield news? What about Cam Newton? Are you confident in Brock Purdy given the small sample size, or would you consider a veteran quarterback for that team? I think that would just be noise. I wouldn't, I don't expect them. I know a lot of people expect the Niners to put in a claim for Baker Mayfield. Maybe they do so as a backup, but he's not going to start at quarterback it's going to be brock purdy and at the end of the day if brock purdy comes out and wins the super bowl then you're talking about a qb and i know it's in the this very distant future but if brock purdy goes in and wins you a super bowl first of all you don't re-sign jimmy g because you just want a super bowl with your third strings on a rookie contract maybe making 500 grand given half the taxes i mean the dude's dirt poor compared to the rest of the team obviously that's still a great wage but you get what i'm saying they're not re-signing jimmy and then they have a qb competition next year with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy and how would you not start Brock Purdy if he wins you a Super Bowl it would be more impressive than Tom Brady I don't think that based what I saw yesterday just the the poise that he has at such a young age and I know he has the weapons around him to succeed there was the pick but it was a it was basically an arm punt you know like he He's throwing it up there for Ayuk, and it was forced down. And if it, the pick helped them actually with field position, I don't think that any of these veterans will be brought in to be anything but a backup. I really don't. I think Brock Purdy's the guy they're going to have to rely on, and hopefully the 49ers have a Denver Broncos type of thing. I know Manning was in the league forever, but he was terrible at that time. Um, the difference is he was in the league for so long, he could read defenses and Brock Purdy's still going to have to learn. And it's going to be very hard, possible, but very tough for the 49ers to go beat the Eagles at Lincoln Memorial Field in the playoffs with the rookie quarterback. And if they play Dallas, it's going to be very tough um, just because he's a rookie quarterback and it's tough to read very good defenses in the playoffs specifically when that intensity is up. But we'll see. 
I think it's possible, and I don't think they bring in a, another quarterback. But 100%, 100% agree. The other news of the day, uh, injury-wise, Lamar Jackson goes down. The Ravens found a way to win that game. And then the other obvious big game of the day, the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bengals. Joe Burrow now 3-0 and against Pat Mahomes. Unbelievable. What are your thoughts on those two games and that overall AFC race? Thomas Edward Brady Jr., right? Patrick Edward Brady Jr., Joe Burrow. I mean, the guy has the poise. He's, I don't want to call him the next Brady, but at the end of the day, he wins. He's just a winner, and there's no denying that. Is he the most talented quarterback in the league? No. Does he have a lot of weapons that benefit him, like uh, Joe Mixon, Karine? Um, Joe Mixon was obviously out. Jamar Chase obviously came back, dominated them. Um, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, he has a lot of weapons. At the same time, the Bengals, this was, a for a 49ers fan seeing this, oh my gosh, I hope they play the Chiefs because I, I don't want to see the Chiefs if I'm the If the 49ers somehow get to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, they beat the Eagles, whatever, right? Um, I don't want to play the Chiefs. That's the last team I want to play because you saw what happened when the 49ers played the Chiefs. That's their kryptonite. They just get absolutely slaughtered against the Chiefs. So if they play the Bengals, I'll tell you right now, Brock Purdy-led Niners team will defeat the Bengals if they play them in the Super Bowl. So I really hope the Bengals beat the Chiefs. Then I'd be fine playing the Bills because even if the Bills beat the 49ers, assuming, like, obviously this is a far-fetched, um, you know, situation if the 49ers can even get there. But the Bills are a much more likable team than the Chiefs. The Chiefs are like the evil empire, in my opinion, in the NFL because they're just so good. And it's like, the Bengals are their kryptonite. So I really hope it just shows you that any anything can happen in the NFL. We saw last season, everyone was like, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. They're going to win. The Bengals came in, beat them, and the Rams won the Super Bowl, right? Could it be similar? Will it, I mean, you gotta, you got to ask yourself this question, Armand. If the Chiefs choke again in the playoffs, you got to start having conversations. Like, you can't win big games. They won one Super Bowl where really they didn't earn that Super Bowl. It was given to them by the 49ers who had terrible play calling in that game. Um, I watched it and anybody that knows football, I'll tell you that uh, that was given to them. And then the other playoffs, they choked in every single one of those games, heavily favored against the Buccaneers, got drilled in that game. One of the most embarrassing performances ever last year, supposed to go to the Super Bowl. They had freaking Tyree kill still on the team, right? They don't even have Tyree kill anymore. Lost to the Bengals. And if they lose again, I know people, will stand up for them and say, hey, they only have Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, but at the end of the day, that's enough to win you a Super Bowl. That's how just generational those guys are. So I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to the Bengals in the playoffs, but if they can avoid them and the Bills play the Bengals or something, that would be the best case scenario for Kansas City because that's their kryptonite for sure. As it currently stands, the Ravens and Bengals both eight and four, and the last three Ravens games... They played Carolina three weeks ago. They won 13 to three, but they didn't really look all that impressive. Then they go into Jacksonville and they lose. Justin Tucker misses the long game winning field goal. And then yesterday, Lamar Jackson gets hurt and they win 10 to nine. Now, if Lamar is going to miss some time, this is their upcoming schedule at Pittsburgh, which is obviously rivalry game, huge um, upset potential there at Cleveland, home Atlanta home Pittsburgh, and then at Cincinnati for the last week of the season. Are you concerned about the Ravens in this stretch? 
Absolutely. It's the same old Greg Roman offense, Stone Age offense. They don't know how to use Lamar Jackson and his weapons. They just don't. Lamar Jackson should be Justin Fields um, better. You know what I'm saying? Like he should be able to run the ball for 100 yards every game and throw for at least 200. Say what you want about the Bears. They're able to make Justin Fields thrive in that offense somehow. And I I know people are going to say, oh, it's about the player. Lamar's not doing enough. Dude, Lamar's guys, Mark Andrews dropped two touchdown passes last week, right? In, In the game they lost against the Jaguars. Another guy dropped a touchdown pass this last week. He gets hurt. Tyler Huntley is one of the best backups in the league, in my opinion. Actually, absolutely a stud in my in my personal opinion can run the football very poised doesn't have a great arm kind of like an extremely discounted lamar jackson to the nth degree like extremely this obviously he's not even close to lamar jackson but he's serviceable at the same time this is the same old ravens bro super bowl feeling but like they're gonna choke they're just gonna choke the Bengals are gonna win that division i don't see i in fact i think they'll lose to pittsburgh next week i really do i think pittsburgh with tj watt is a different team and you can attest to that um they'll definitely lose to cincinnati toward the end of the season who are the other two teams they play they play cleveland with uh obviously deshaun watson and they're they're all gonna lose that game yeah and the um i'm blanking on the last one i i pulled up the jet schedule uh, well, while we'll we were doing see, that. We'll just see. We'll just say they win one of those last four games. That only gives them nine wins. They're not going to be in the playoffs if that happens. Yeah, the reason why I brought up the Ravens is because if the Chargers are going to get in, somebody has to fall out. It is it going to be are Baltimore? the Chargers getting in though? Because That's... the Raiders could get in. The Raiders could get in. We're not wow. talking about this. We're not talking about this. But they've won four of their last five games. Am I wrong? Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe three out of four. They dominated the Chargers by all facets in yesterday's game. Josh Jacobs is an MVP candidate. There's really no way around it. And I was a big Josh Jacobs hater. I'm like, this guy's the most overrated running back in the league. Shows what I knew about this guy. He's been balling this year, and he did not look great last year. This year, he's an MVP candidate. The Raiders have you know, decently hard schedule. They could speak into the playoffs, but the team I wanted to talk about, I really believe this, and I said this before the season, the Lions will make the playoffs. I'm going to double down. I think the Lions win every single one of the rest of their games, finish with nine wins. I really wow. do. I really do. Well, it's it's going to be a challenge looking forward. Vikings at home, very winnable game. At the Jets, which could be um, a playoff game for both teams, given the Jets are in seventh in the AFC. Then at Carolina, home Chicago, at Green Bay. It's possible. Wow, I, I like that. I like that. Let's I mean, move on. The Lions. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No worries. I, I was well, just going to well, say their schedule's easy. Yeah, right? it's doable. It's, it's doable. It's not the 49ers schedule. The 49ers have the Bucks, Raiders. Like They have all these teams that are tough. I mean, the Raiders are the top matchup right now. So Yeah. I can't believe we've gone this long without mentioning... The Los Angeles Lakers, what a turnaround they've had in the last few weeks. Um, first, they weren't beating good teams. Now, then they beat the Bucks, and now they're handling teams easily that we talked about they should be handling. The Wizards on the road, people might look at that game and think, oh, it's just the Wizards. But the Lakers dominated that game from start to finish, and Anthony Davis, obviously, 55-17, and 17, what are you seeing, Brandon? I mean, this is a huge turnaround, is it not? 
I'll say this, and I wanted a Ross to hear this himself, but with my two eyes, Anthony Davis right now is the best big I've seen with my two eyes over the NBA over the past 22 years, over these past 10 games. There is no way around it, at least in Shaq. And I was two years old. I still had eyes, but I wasn't cognizant of Shaq's abilities. But, I mean, look, there is no way around it. Anthony Davis is the MVP of the league. I've been telling people that for weeks. People say, oh, all my friends are like, oh, they got a 10 and 12 record. Like, congratulations. Go home. Jason Tatum's going to be a Laker in four years anyways. But these are Celtics fans. Jason Tatum's been great. Don't get me wrong. And they have the best record in the league. That's a much better team. Anthony Davis elevates this team over the past five games. All of a sudden, with Davis and Davis's ability to just be going nuts right now, some of the best performances we've ever seen from a big, by the way. Um, 41.5% from three. A Lakers team that was 20% from three to start the season, all of a sudden dominating on offense. Is it sustainable? I don't know. Their defense does have to improve. If you watch the Wizards game, if you watch the Bucks game, they're giving up some really easy baskets. They don't have to. But LeBron has looked great. Lonnie Walker, all of a sudden, 50% from three over the past couple of games. Austin Reeves, 70% shooting percentage. Anthony Davis being the MVP. The Lakers winning four road games in a row. Say what you want. This team has the ability to be special if Anthony Davis is playing like that. And could they go back to the mean and revert to the mean and be terrible? Absolutely. But they could also continue to win. And... I'll say this, I never Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Laker. Before he was just a clown, you know, in sheep's you know, in sheep's clothing, like not really a Laker, like you could get him off the team. He's a freaking Los Angeles Laker. <laughs> Davis's last ten games are not possible that production without Russell Westbrook. If you watch the games, fifteen assists yesterday, the man at the pick and roll is so lethal with Anthony Davis, and what should scare the rest of the NBA is he Russell Westbrook is finding a way to play with LeBron now too. Yeah. And he's good. I mean, I know he still has the turnovers and you all oh, Russ, like, what are you doing? Like there's still that, but there's also like, Jesus, like you actually made that pass. You actually went to the lane. Like the Lakers are going to be a problem. If Anthony Davis can do this. I still think they're a shooter away. Um, a three and D guy away from a championship contender. But I think, now it's it's much much more doable with anthony davis being by all accounts and you i really want to hear an argument against it he's been the best player in the nba i said this last week and arash called me crazy i'll call him out on that he's been the best player in the nba for the past 10 games and it's not even close in my opinion the only argument against ad for mvp is the record but the thing is with the way the lakers are trending upwards the record is going to improve I think he needs to be like a top five seed to be considered the MVP of the league. Um, but they, I mean, the way they're playing, they're headed in that direction. And the thing is, Luca gets all of this MVP buzz. They're, yeah, one, they're, game better. Yeah, yeah, they're exactly. one game better. So well, I mean, the they did, they did lose that game to the Pistons. The Lakers at some point teams are going to start slipping in the West. The question is when you look at the Western conference, there's 12 teams that you can make the case are going to be play-in, playoff teams. I just, okay, if you want to say Minnesota might, might be one of the ones that doesn't make it, who is the, who is the other team that misses? Because looking at the standings, it is oh, really Utah. hard to... Oh, okay. Utah's not going to make it. I, just what I've seen over the past couple of weeks, great offense, 
but it's not sustainable. Like Lori and Jordan Clarkson are really the two guys they rely on. Once their production, even if it is sustainable, they're they've lost so many games and they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not. Kings will. The Kings will. I have a soft spot in my heart for the Utah Jazz, and honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's Dallas. Do you think it could be Dallas? Dallas may not make it. Yeah, I mean, uh, gonna... the thing about Dallas, I wrote this in my power rankings. I know we only got a thirty seconds here, but like, thank gosh, Tim Hardaway is now shooting better. But Dorian Finney-Smith, thirty-two percent. Reggie Bullock, twenty-eight percent from three, unplayable. Two of those guys. Right. Um, I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith's only playable because of his defense. That's not going to cut it. Yeah, last thing I want to say, as everybody keeps the wheels turning, somehow the Phoenix Suns are sitting at the top of the Western Conference yet again, and we'll see what happens, but they look good again. Yes, sir. When we come back, we'll be just us two talking more sports on the Mightier 1090 ESPN radio. And we got Alicia Del Valle for now. Oh, yeah. Oh, we do. We do. My apologies, Alicia Del Valle, the best in the industry. I forgot what day it is. I'm still on that 49ers pack from yesterday. There we go. 49ers, Arash Markazi show. When we come back, be presented by the Sporting Tribune. See you guys. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN radio. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and 7, uh, 7.60 a.m. in Hawaii. We are joined by Fernando Ramirez and Alisa Del Valle. How, how are you guys, Alisa Del Valle? My bad, I was... I'm a little bit perplexed from the Jimmy injury yesterday. What do? How are you guys doing this morning? Um, I'm right there with you. Even though your injury's fresher, I'm still recovering from the loss in Vegas. I got my voice back though, so there's. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how about you guys? It's a good sign. <laughs> everything's Fernando. good. Uh, just yeah, no, appreciate it. Um, appreciate being back. Everything's good to go. Just uh, holiday season. Uh, those those Christmas movie marathons are going to start as soon as the World Cup's over and I get a couple of days to rest from waking up, uh, from having to wake up at 2, 3 in the morning to watch some of these games. I'm all good. But the World Cup has really caught my interest uh, these last few weeks. Who, who yeah, are you guys? Who, I'm sorry, go Brian. Ahead. Who are no, you guys ahead. rooting for at this stage? Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Chris, I'm going for I'm going Portugal all the way. I hope Portugal wins it, but realistically, I really think it's either France or Brazil. I think the, those two teams France has so many injuries. like France 
right now it looks like the Chargers, but they're actually winning these games. Like France has like or the Rams, like so many injuries, but they're still winning. They have so many superstars. France is stacked. So uh so they have a lot of injuries, but they're they're so stacked. So uh that's that's kinda those three teams are my top three. What I will say though is Brazil, death cactus and them choking. They will choke at some point. We all Ronaldinho and Ronaldo are in are gonna be at the stadium. They'll bring the magic of the two thousand two World no. Cup and no, they'll they'll, they'll spread it out to the youngsters. Not gonna happen. Alicia? Well, I'm embarrassed to say that I was pulling for France now after he already said how stacked they are. <laughs> I, I swear I'm not a bandwagon a bandwagoner because once you know mexico was out and then usa and i'm kind of partial to japan and i'm just so happy spain lost so it's not just who i'm cheering for there are also countries that i'm cheering against wink wink you know what i'm saying so um <laughs> i'm i'm partial to france um you know i always love an underdog story but you guys know it's funny a lot of mexico fans started cheering for the u.s uh, over the weekend or of against the Netherlands because of the no era penal when uh, Mexico played the Netherlands a couple of years ago and they called a penalty late in the game that didn't look like a penalty but they called it and Mexico got kicked out of the World Cup so there was a lot of Mexico fans cheering for the U.S. so that was a it was a fun atmosphere over the weekend uh, I think the World Cup has been a lot of fun yeah and I want to circle back real quick to the USC game uh, Alicia and that was just an, an embarrassment we know once Caleb got hurt it was over you know, once he pulled his hand, that was over because all the other team Utah needed to do was rush the quarterback because he couldn't run anymore. Right. So like just one dimensional Caleb became the defense man. I don't know how, why they can't tackle, but you know, if they're trying to win a national championship next year, which I still think they will and call me crazy. I still think that USC will win the national championship next year. Call me crazy. They need <laughs> defenders. They need defenders in the transfer portal. What did you see from this game, Alicia? And and what do you expect for them to fix? Because Frank, quite frankly, I don't care about the Cotton Bowl. I'm worried about next year. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that the injury wasn't that serious. I'll start with that because again, once he got injured, you could almost feel the atmosphere kind of deflate. And then seeing him like wobble around, like much love to him for still playing, you know. Um I just, I, you know, USC was writing Caleb's magic all year long. So it's kind of to be expected, right? But I'm, again, I'm just such a like homer that I was like, no, no, there's going to be a way they're going to come back. And and that's why I lost my voice. Um, that first half was fun. Again, great. Thanks to everyone who was so nice, so cool. It's my first time out of Legion. It was my first time back to Vegas, um, PC, pre-COVID. So it was just the greatest setup to walk that bridge with a bunch of SC fans and Utah fans. And I'm just going to stay grateful for the experience. Such a bummer the way we lost too, because would you, you think it would have made a difference if it would have been close again by one point? No, just no. a loss is a loss. You can't, you can't lose to the same team twice. Like if I'm the committee, I would never put in a team that lost to the same team twice. I'm sorry. That's just I think if they were, I think if they would have lost by one point, it would have been even a tougher loss because that's oh, the yeah. way they lost last time. Well, so last time I kind of blamed the uh, Pac-12 refs too, so I had no one to blame this time. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you this: I blame Lincoln Riley, and this is why. I know it's a hot take, but they were up seventeen to three, right? They get that 
uh, turnover that we talked about, and they start playing prevent offense. Oh, let's get get the field goal out there. Let's let's do this. Let's do that. Right, fourteen to three, whatever it was. Doesn't matter. You need a touchdown there. You put Utah away early. They had the same opportunity to do that in the in Utah, and they didn't. They kept playing this prevent off to taking taking it off the putting the brakes on, taking off the gas. Right. They had the opportunity to be up three touchdowns, right? Pretty much. But do you guys? How do you not take that? Like for me, like you're not beating Utah. We knew was going to start scoring points at some point, but you gave them momentum with the field goal, and Caleb's injury didn't help. And then that was the game, in my opinion. So I think that's on Lincoln Riley, actually. Okay, so I feel guilty even complaining because this season was stellar it was it far exceeded my expectations so i just get emotional i'm an emotional fan where i'm like hey you know let's just be grateful glass half full i did not expect this many wins i did not expect to dominate the way we did and i'm just such a fan of caleb and and uh i i feel guilty but yeah i was i was super bummed i mean i had to drink my misery away thanks Mm -hmm. you know At the same time, too, it's it's very sad. And I'll say this. Yes, it was a stellar season. It was more than any of us could have expected. I said before the year, they'd be 10-2. and two. I was wrong. They were 11-2, and two, right? Because they made the cocktail championship game. But um, it, for me, the why it hurts is because I feel like with their momentum, if Caleb had stayed healthy and they win that Utah game, this is a serious conversation. Like, mm-hmm. because then they're in the CFP and does Georgia win? I mean, yeah, probably, but I think it would be much closer than people think if USC was able to, but, and I know Fernando's shaking his head, but like, no, 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 no. I was, I was, I was thinking about it. I'm like, it'd be an interesting matchup to be honest. Offense, right. I mean, yeah. Georgia would win, but, but like, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, USC, like, USC couldn't stop that deep or that offense. Exactly. But US, USC was number one in creating turnovers and they didn't do that in Vegas at all either. So well, the cab won. They didn't build momentum off that. It was, that was the issue. I'm, I'm like, okay, we need we need to do this I, again. I just it was such a disappointment from how it could have been, you know, how it should have been. There, so there, there also was some backlash on social media. Lincoln Riley had this quote after the game. I asked him at one point, him being Caleb, are you fifty percent? He was not even close to fifty percent. I definitely thought about taking him out. He wouldn't have let me, and he didn't let me. He wouldn't even <laughs> let me take him out at the end. So a lot of people were saying, yeah, man, you're the head coach. Yeah. So if he's not good to go and he's telling you he's not good to go, why not consider the backup there? And what are your guys' thoughts on that quote overall by Lincoln? Well, I mean, if we're really looking at it, he should have taken. How many times haven't we seen the backup come in and dominate and maybe change the game? Tua Tungavailoa did it a couple of years ago when uh, when Jalen Hurts um, was struggling in the first half. Then they throw in Tua and everything, and uh, I, I I think it would have been a smart idea. I think the head coach is kind of losing a little bit of reality. Like they forget they are the head coach at times, and they're like, he wouldn't let me take him out. Dude, you're the head coach. You grab over there. You grab him by the back of the neck and you yank him out and you say, all right, back up your ends. So I know it's easier said than done, but I mean, come on. You have to you have to gain control and uh, you have to let the team know. I know you're trying to show, hey, this is how tough he is. He wanted to stay in there. Sometimes you can't let allow the guy to stay in there. You have to be uh, be the adult in the room and be like, hey, dude, you're not you're not going to help this team win if you're limping around. We need the, the backup. That's just my opinion. Call me yeah. crazy. 
Yeah, Fernando, I wanted to ask you, and I'll, I'll get Alicia's take on this too. 49ers, big win against the Dolphins yesterday with their third-string quarterback, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. There's been a lot of news about this last pick in the draft. Had a, a great day, although easy to ask, ask but not easy. But <laughs> somebody ask me. can have a good day when you have those weapons. But Fernando, who should be the quarterback of the 49ers moving forward, and what are their chances to try and get ring number six? There is a gentleman who has yet to retire from the NFL. He is down in Alabama coaching his son Gunner and his high school football team. Philip Rivers. Why not bring oh, Philip wow. Rivers oh my God. back? And <laughs> he hasn't retired yet. Bring him back. Give him one more opportunity. It's better than anything that's out there. You bring him back in there and you tell him, hey, there's a lot of speed on this team. We just need you to exist from the three seconds that you hike the ball and hand it to either Debo or one of the running backs. Why not bring Philip Rivers back and see what, see what, and hard knocks, you leave Arizona, you come up to San Francisco and you take over the 49ers and see what hard knocks is really all about. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it, Brandon, wouldn't that be a lot of fun? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let Alicia answer, but first I, <laughs> I just wanted to say, I mean, uh, there's a reason why they call Brock Purdy BCB, you know, like, <laughs> we, we won't go into what that stands for. Uh, make it up with your mind. But at the same time, the, the kid really something that he can do that Jimmy Garoppolo cannot do is I don't know if you guys watched that game yesterday. He can move. He gets out of the pocket. He's accurate. This is this guy doesn't play with a rookie. Maybe like a rookie. Maybe this is a testament to how good the 49ers defense is that he's playing in practice and that maybe it's just playing like peewee football against other defenses because the 49ers defense is just that good. I'm riding with Brock. I don't think you need Phillip because he's a, he's like Matt Ryan back there. He's going to get sacked like 40 times. <laughs> it's great marketing, Fernando. It's oh, great. Awesome. You know, they shoot. Just like Caleb, I think the coach not Lincoln Riley not taking Caleb out because I feel like he was he thought he was doing him a favor, keeping that oh. narrative going right. What a tough guy. You brought that up, Fernando. Same thing if you brought in Phillip Rivers. It's great marketing. It's going to be all everybody talks about and and great putting him on the podium. And so it'll they'll stay relevant and in the news, but I don't know if it's going to help them win. I, I don't think it'll actually help them win in my I, I'm just trying to throw <laughs> I'm trying to throw a curveball at Brandon over here. But no, I I, I mean and the only the only interesting part is gonna be right now, uh Purdy, right? Brock Purdy? Yeah. Yes, he's gonna sir. throw people off right now he's gonna throw people off right now but the second time that a team gets to see him that's gonna be the interest that's where guys should that's where and I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest lamar's a great quarterback the second time that he usually sees teams in a season that's where teams kind of clamp down more on him and his numbers go down that's where a lot of quarterbacks struggle the second time that you see a team that's where your numbers kind of go down because they've already seen you one so that's gonna be an interesting uh aspect when the team gets to see him for the second time but that defense is stacked that offense has a great playmakers the only thing now is going to be can the quarterback make um make some of these decisions but i can't wait to the offseason because you either have trey lance jimmy g or there's a certain quarterback in tampa bay who uh is a free agent and uh, i wonder if uh he would decide to come back home and and try and win his home team i'll tell you this i'll tell you this if the niners were to sign mr thomas patrick edward brady junior or senior, whatever the heck they call him. Full net junior, right? Because he, yeah. he has father senior. Yeah, My yeah. apologies. I accidentally disrespected I, 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 I'll allow it. 
Um, Your intentions were fine. Don't worry. <laughs> the 49ers would win two straight Super Bowls. Call me crazy. Wow. Just a little local. There you go. <laughs> Fernando, I wanted to get to the Raiders Chargers game with ah. you because obviously, yeah, it was big time loss for the Chargers. Unfortunately, yeah. um, currently you have the Jets at seventh at seven and five. Mike White had an up and down, I would say, game against the Vikings. Um, what are your thoughts on the Chargers going forward? And by the way, Brandon, do you want to mention what you said in, in the first segment about the Raiders before Fernando goes? I, yes, I think the Raiders could squeak into the playoffs the way the Chargers look. I mean, what an abysmal showing yesterday. I'm sorry. That's just unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually don't disagree with Brandon. The only thing to me is going to be can the Patriots and the Patriots and the Jets have a tough schedule to end this season. So can they hold on? I don't know. I don't think the Chargers are headed to the playoffs. I think they're actually headed the opposite way. I'm pretty sure we're going to get uh, news about Sebastian Joseph Day's uh, knee injury being a season ender. It did not look good. Um, so I'm going to be interested uh, in that, that you lose another defensive lineman, but in, in terms of the game, it was embarrassing the way that, uh, the way, uh, this happened. I mean, you, you had, you had two prior, you have three priorities going into a game, protect your quarterback, stop Devonte, stop Josh Jacobs. You couldn't do either one of those. Uh, I was going to say Philip rivers, uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert was hit 14 times yesterday. He was pressured by Max Crosby and by uh, and by Chandler Jones. I think it was ten times or nine or ten times. He was just all like his jersey was completely drenched in green, and it was just it was just a bad day for them. Uh, they couldn't run the football efficiently. Uh, it was just, and Justin did as much as he could. I mean, with all the hits he was taking, he still stood in there. He delivered passes. He tried, but it just, uh, it was not too much. I think what really turned the game over and Brandon even said it, that fumble by Austin Eckler kind of cost them the game. As soon as Devontae Adams hadn't really gotten going, he, uh, he fumbles the football. They give it back to the charge or they give it back to them. And uh, the Raiders hit Devontae Adams on the next one. Then the next offensive drive, they hit Devontae Adams again for another big touchdown. That's when the game was over to me. And right now you're six and six. You play the Dolphins and you play the Tennessee Titans. I think they're go they'll go zero and two there. And you're six and eight. That's basically your season. Basically, right there is done. Uh, and I'm sure they'll lose either to Indy or uh, they won't lose to the Rams. That one you'd have to be you there's no way you can lose that one or they'll lose to the broncos and they'll end up nine and eight eight nine something like that they'll miss the playoffs and the real questions will have to be asked uh about the future of uh the general manager uh and the head coach i guess man i'm fernando before i before i'm gonna ask alicia question but last last follow-up here um the rams they even gonna win a game the rest of the season <laughs> um i don't absolutely. think they will I don't I'm think they're going to win one game I the rest of it. I love that little, like, oh, like a, an exhausted laugh, Fernando. You were just but, like, oh. <laughs> well, cause both, both teams have been so, like, it's been crazy to see both the Rams and the Chargers this year. I mean, the Chargers at one point had a really good momentum. It stopped, and now they're coming, kind of coming down. The Rams are going down. And the thing that sucks about the Rams is you're not even tanking for your own pick. You're tanking for the Detroit. I think the Detroit Lions have their pick. So uh, so the Detroit Lions are going to have a top uh, top five, top three pick. Uh, thanks to the Rams. So, no, I don't see the Rams winning another game this season. They'll keep it competitive. They'll keep it close. But uh, that's another team. The snowball effect could happen Black Monday. I'm not saying that 
McVay would quit or that the Rams would fire McVay, but McVay could see that Thursday night booth and be like, you know what? Why don't I go without Michaels and make all that money? And why deal with the stress of coaching? So there's a lot of stuff that's coming up that I think uh, is going to be interesting about both, uh, both LA teams. There's a, there could be a lot of turnover moving forward. Alicia, anything to add about the Rams? Yeah, it's just, I didn't expect them to win, you know, go back to back. We all know how extremely difficult that is, but I did not expect it to be this bad. It's like really bad. And Fernando, earlier in the show, you brought up how some teams are just stacked. The Rams still have a lot of talent. So to see them fall this far from grace, is it's just heartbreaking. And that's another thing the, the Trojans provided for me with all of their winning and watching Caleb do his magic. Like, I just was able to look away from the Rams <laughs> to, to not be so heartbroken. Um, the Rams are paying for their sins. Yeah, but it worked. <laughs> you know, I'll only... take a Super Bowl trophy and being exactly. three and thirteen or three and fourteen the next it year. It worked, and so I have to keep focusing on that. They must, like the Dodgers usually do, they find a way to win. So I'm hoping that even though they lost all their picks and and they're kind of going to be struggling for a few years, what they did to win that chip, I'm grateful for. I just got to believe that they have something up their sleeve for next season. But yeah, I agree with all of you. I don't think they're going to win another game. <laughs> and fi finally, Alicia, Justin Verlander signs with the Mets. What What do the Dodgers do now? Well, honestly, I I was on the the side of I erred on the side of caution. I just thought he was a little bit too old to get that amount of money. <laughs> As great, I know he had his best season ever, but I'm I'm fine with him not coming to the Dodgers. There are still so many um, unfinished, like loose ends for the Dodgers. And now there's a new, they're going after the Red Sox second baseman and, and all these rumors. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I know with winter meetings, we're going to finally start to see some um, final moves. I believe in the Dodgers. Uh, do I want them to switch it up for postseason? Just like all of us? Yes. But the regular season, I'm not worried about. I wanted Trey Turner to stay. Uh, really bad but if they think Lux is going to be fine moving over you know I just got to believe in in my Dodgers notice how he said my Dodgers <laughs> final, <get> 20, <laughs> final 20 seconds here we didn't get to mention it just a quick yes or no is Anthony Davis going to be the MVP of the NBA no no okay no we got two no's oh Yes. Brandon and I, Brandon and I are going to go with yes. If he stays healthy, absolutely. If it was today, it. but you, the big you have to have a winning schedule. You have to have a winning <laughs> record. What are we talking I, about? Yeah, yeah. They've won. They have the best record in the NBA over the past ten games. Todd. <laughs> yeah. Again, if the vote went down today, make a case. But Brandon, you that if word. If I mean, when does he ever? If only comes in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's right. right? <laughs> All right, that's all the time we have for today. As always, thank you guys for joining us. Until next time, we are out. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.